chance that I could stop I'll keep writing and keep climbing till I lost them at the top Cause it's like I ain't ever gonna stop I'm a grind each day And welcome back to yet another episode of James Williams Coaching Where today, today, ladies and gentlemen We shall be speaking about how do you prepare for that next big moment now, whatever that moment is, um, I don't know what it is for you, but it could be a job interview, it could be a presentation, it could be a first date, it just could be any situation where the outcome has a significant level of importance, therefore you want to be on your A-game. Now, over the last, oh, goodness knows how long, but uh, most of my life, or at least most of my professional life, I've always been... Uh, you know, in some sort of profession which pushes me out of my comfort zone. So quite often and frequently, I wind up you know, in this situation. And because of my experience in that, I have developed my own little checklist of ways to prepare. You know, it, it might just be for me speaking in front of a larger crowd or at a bigger conference or um, who knows what it is. But uh, you know, it, it could be something different for everybody. But I've picked up some tricks that seem to work for me. So I thought maybe I would pass them on to you. Um, I think the first thing to remember, let's delve straight into it. The first thing to remember is that how you perform in that moment, whether it's the interview or the date or the presentation, how you perform and how you feel and how it goes is not up to chance. You can plan to be perfect. I truly believe that. There will always be variables and things that you can't um, always uh, predict but you can plan to be perfect. And if you plan to be perfect, you usually land pretty close to it, if not above your expectations. We've all heard of prior, prevent, uh, prior preparation prevents piss poor performance. It truly does, and you can definitely plan to be perfect. If you fail to plan, uh, you know, you're almost planning to fail. So um, I don't think it's up to chance. And, and, and here's, the way, here's the way that I approach it. Um, and obviously this has sort of evolved over the years. But the first thing is um, you've obviously got to prepare your content. Uh, whether it's an interview or it's a presentation, you've got to know your stuff. And the more you know your stuff, the more you won't have to think of it. Now, you may have heard me speak before about the, the learning process that we go through when learning new tasks and content. And the final two stages of this are, are you know, conscious competence and unconscious competence. And, and if you can be as close to unconscious competence, which is where you don't need to think about what you're delivering, it's so natural, it's just in your almost subconscious mind, um, you don't have to be actively thinking of it, which means you can be completely present in the moment, you can be creative, and you can be very relaxed and natural. Um, Depending on what your moment is, this isn't always possible. I guess the point what I'm trying to say is know your stuff as well as you can. The only time that I, I think this can backfire is, for example, in a job interview when somebody plans answers to questions so much they write them down and memorize the exact answers. Now, I've interviewed people before who have done this um, and it hasn't looked great for them because they seem it seems forced, it seems unnatural, it seems scripted. And there's a lack of connection there. I also think, you know, presenters at conferences, if they have memorized their presentation, you know, down to the you know, exact word um, and they're not comfortable, you know, uh, deviating from that at all, I think that can uh, put a barrier between you and the audience as well. So I think what I'm trying to say is know your stuff so well that you're actually happy. You know the content and you, you can move away from the script, if that makes sense. Um, now, 
Uh, this obviously doesn't apply with all situations, but obviously an interview or a presentation or a talk or a speech at a party, you can know your content so well that then you can be comfortable just being yourself, knowing that it's in the back of your mind if you need to grab it. So uh, prepare your content. Then the next biggest thing, actually equally as big as preparing your content is priming yourself. We all know that there is a difference between us on our A game, our B game, our C game, or our D game. Now, you can get to your A game on purpose. Now, you've heard me speak many times probably about my morning ritual and trying to get to my A game every single day. But if I have a presentation, if I have a moment which is you know, of great importance, um, I, I have to prime myself. Now, I'm not going to delve into you know an entire process that you could uh, that you you could be doing, but I think the obvious ones, if it if it's something that's that's happening the next day, make sure first of all make sure you get enough sleep, make sure you look over your content the night before, um, make sure when you wake up you exercise. This is so important, not just to release endorphins and serotonin and make yourself feel great, but I believe in something which has no scientific backing behind it, just my own experience is I believe in trying to in making yourself sweat before you sweat like if you've got a job interview or a presentation I need to think of some other examples here but I think they're probably the two most common ones um, that, that people would be encountering um, quite often you know we can break into a sweat or we can get nervous and we can get shaky um, and what I've found is I, if I get that sweat out of my system I get that nervous energy out by going for a big run or something that really exhausts me I find that I don't then sweat later on in that more nerve-wracking situation. It's this little cheat code, I can't explain it, but I just call it sweat before you sweat. So get enough sleep, wake up, go for that run, be hydrated. I think a mistake a lot of people make is they wanna make sure they're gonna be alert for that moment. So they have heaps of coffee, but they're forgetting something that when they arrive in that moment, they're gonna get this massive you know, run of adrenaline and their heart rate's gonna increase so there can almost uh, sometimes be too much caffeine and that makes us jittery and that makes us feel sketchy and out of, out of touch, out of balance. So you know, be careful on the caffeine, maybe have less than you usually would, drink lots of water, exercise, sleep well the night before. Um, so many things, I'm going too far into just building in a morning ritual, but Hopefully, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you've heard my morning ritual ones. If not, go back and listen to them. I think it's the first episode on this uh, discusses that. But you're into self-improvement. Hopefully, you've got some sort of process to get you to your A game. So prime yourself so you are completely present in the moment. I definitely recommend meditation for these sort of moments. Just five or ten minutes where you sit by yourself, even if you're not used to meditation, guided meditation, there's a great app called Headspace or just YouTube it, but some guided meditation for 10 minutes to get your mind centered and balanced. And then the final thing um, is controlling your self-talk. You may or may not have heard of me talk about automatic negative thoughts and how the human brain is wired to have these naturally and we have to replace them. We have to crush the ants and replace them with automatic, sorry, we have automatic negative thoughts, the ants, we need to crush them and replace them with empowered positive thoughts. Now, you know, we wake up and, and it's the, the big day of whatever that moment is and we start thinking of what if this doesn't go right? What if this happens? I'm not feeling great. I'm nervous. 
And this is feeding the way that we feel. See, the words, that self-talk triggers a meaning. The meaning triggers an emotion. It makes us feel a certain way, which then triggers an action, which so we walk into the situation nervous or uncertain or not confident, which triggers a result in being that moment may not go as well as we wanted it to do, to go, uh, how we wanted it to go. I think I'm making sense, bear with me here. So we change what we're saying and we change how we're feeling, therefore we change the result. It sounds a little crazy if you've never done it before, but I've done this so many times. I remember, it's really strange, I was speaking at a high school um, and you know, I've, I've done so many big talks before. I think this is probably in front of about 200 um, you know, high school kids and I've done big talks and presentations and auctions in front of you know, hundreds and hundreds of successful businessmen. And this time it was in front of school kids and, and I don't know why, but I started getting really nervous. I think I thought, okay, these guys will probably um, not be as kind to me, you know, that I won't get the professional courtesy of lack of judgment. Anyway, I'm, I'm standing there and I, I started getting really nervous and physically I started showing nerves and instantly I, I went to the bathroom, I looked in the mirror and I, I just said some positive affirmations and as, as lame or as silly or as crazy I would have sounded to anybody that was in there, hopefully they weren't, but you know, I said like, you know, you're excited, you're, you're amazing, you're going to go out there and you're going to share the love. And I, I, I repeated all of these things. I can't remember exactly what the affirmation was, but pretty much told myself, you got this. This is what you do. Stop making it about you. It's about them. Go help them and, and you know, believe in yourself. And I remember walking, I looked straight into my eyes and said that, and walking out that bathroom was the last time I felt nervous. Um, so if, if you're not a believer in self-talk, try it. Figure out a positive affirmation. It might be you know, like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not going to create it for you because it needs to be your affirmation. You need to come up with those words, but it can change it. And the, I said that was the final thing. This is the final thing. Um, remember, there is a very, very, very small difference, sometimes no difference at all, in being nervous or being excited. The physical effects of both of those feelings are almost identical. Like when you say, I'm feeling nervous, how are you feeling? Well, your heart rate's increasing, maybe a bit shaky, palms sweaty, whatever it is for you, a um, bit of anxiety. Excitement, what are the physical effects? They're almost the same, right? So sometimes I truly believe that people mistake the two emotions. Like I was talking to a mate the other day, he's getting married and it was leading up to the weekend, leading up to the weekend. And I said, um, how are you feeling? He said, I don't know, I think, I'm, I think I'm nervous. And I said, are you sure you're not excited? He said, oh yeah, mate, maybe it's that. And it's because it's so similar. So the reason I'm telling you this is that even if you are nervous, stop saying it. Do not say it to anybody. Anybody ask you, say, no, I'm not nervous, I'm excited. Because that can literally change the entire way that your brain is reading those physical effects, therefore change the way that it's being processed over and over again and change the way that you feel. And you change the way that you feel, you'll change the way you'll approach that situation and it'll probably go a lot better. You'll very rarely hear an, an athlete being interviewed, whether it's at the Olympics or a soccer or a football athlete, if they get asked, are they nervous? They'll always say, you'll never or rarely hear them say they're nervous. You'll always hear them say, no, I'm excited. And it's because they either genuinely are or they are tricking their brain. Um, now, uh, I think I've rambled on a fair bit as I tend to do with these podcasts. I like to keep them raw and unedited just so they're a bit more real for you. But 
Um, just remember, it's not just up to chance if you're getting ready for this big moment. You can be amazing on purpose. So prepare your content, prime yourself, and monitor your self-talk. Use positive affirmations and remind yourself you're not nervous, you're excited. Good luck in whatever it is. I know you'll be amazing. Just make sure you know you'll be amazing. And I'll see you again very soon for another episode of James Williams Coaching.